0: You're weak when you are strong, and strong when you are weak. Sun Tzu, the art of war. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Commoners Honing All Disciplines podcast. Fight or flight, Uh, which is the question we'll be answering today. And have a discussion about martial arts. Um, We're going to go over all kinds of martial arts. All the ones that we know and talk about starting out martial arts, how to choose a martial art. We'll compare a bunch of different ones, talk about theory, talk about practice. So it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one. I have a lot of...
0: Uh, yeah, this guy's I got a lot of knowledge.
1: A lot of knowledge about it, but not, um, I would say comparatively, uh, let's say on average, probably a lot more than the average person, but like to pro... Like don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me if you're like a pro at any of these, like um, what's it called? Any of these martial arts, and you're like, yo, this dude's totally wrong. Yeah, I, I might be totally wrong about some things, but probably not. Uh, just i I'll probably be a little off on some things, but for the most part, I have no, that's okay. A good, yeah, I have a good amount of experience, a healthy amount of experience in Taekwondo, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Jiu-Jitsu with a gi, so traditional Jiu-Jitsu. And as well, uh, experience boxing and Muay Thai. So I've done a good, I would say a good amount, like a few years worth of uh, mixed martial arts. With and Separately with Taekwondo when I was younger, which improved my kicking by a lot. Hmm. And then transitioned into more, I'd say, functional uh, fighting styles. Like boxing, uh, Muay Thai, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a more... Focused on no gi, which means no, uh, uniform, basically, uh, like the, like the UFC fighters or MMA fighters would normally do with no uniform on, no shirts on, right? Just like straight, straight to the point fighting and, um, ground, ground game. So hmm. with that, I guess we can start with my, uh,
0: I'll just start about what I have done. Yeah. Absolutely. Not very much. It was, uh. I did about eight months, half of it online because of uh, certain restrictions. And it was just about a year ago when I started. And I did boxing and Muay Thai. So I've yeah. got like got my feet wet with it, but I haven't um, haven't become an expert by any means. But I do have my own bag, so I, I practice
1: regularly. Very nice. Yeah, those, those striking sports are really good. Uh, probably something easier to practice alone than like uh, jiu-jitsu or judo or, um, you know, something like sambo or wrestling. You really do need a yeah, partner did, for those. I did a
0: few a few uh, MMA classes and grappled maybe, like, four times. But it was fun. I definitely enjoyed it a lot. I want to get back to it.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping, um, you know, when all this crap ends, I can get back into the gym. I was going, like, pretty hard for a while. Um, I would say for, like, at least a year, maybe a year and a half, I was going, like, hard. I was going like two, three classes a day for like Muay Thai, boxing, and Jiu Jitsu, like rotating between those three basically. And um, by no sense an expert at all, but I was training to compete uh, Muay Thai because I do believe it's, it's one, it's necessary to compete to see where your level is at and just to gauge like if you've actually been practicing correctly, right? Like, are you actually effective in a real fighting scenario or is it just like you're getting in shape while learning kind of how to do uh certain moves right certain strikes certain um functional fitness right so that's a good way to kind of gain you have
0: to you have to have another person there to get that the same feeling as a fight
1: but i wasn't able to compete the the year i was going to compete which was 20 when did all this stuff start? Was it 2020 in, in 2020? So the beginning of 2020 was actually when I was going to compete and I got a couple of injuries and then, you know, the, the, whatever, you know, what rolled around in the early 2020 for Canada around March. So um, after that, like it was really tough getting in the gym in the summer, we went back a little bit, but it wasn't the, wasn't the same. There's all this, uh, you know, restrictions still. At the uh, summer 2020. And then after it just closed down almost completely. And now it's like. I'm not even sure if the gym I used to go to is still open. I think it might be. But like with private classes and stuff. But really like these gyms are suffering. So you know once this stuff ends. I really really recommend like joining a gym. Joining an MMA gym right. Where you can have multiple uh, styles of fighting. The most common three at mma gyms in canada for me seem to be bjj uh muay thai and boxing that's like the most three common things uh you also have wrestling is up there as well Uh, taekwondo and karate are very popular but for karate i'd I'd say do a specific type of karate which is um kyokushin and i'll go more into that uh obviously later on why i think certain martial arts are better than others and more effective ones based on statistics like um, and then street fighting compared to like actual competitive fighting, there's, there's big differences between all these things and they all kind of have to be fleshed out a little bit in order to determine like what's really happening with all these uh, sports, essentially arts and sports. Um, I guess we should start with what are people's goals for whatever they're doing, whichever martial art they decide, what are their goals
0: yeah, so if you are about to choose one, you can pick which one is going to get you closest to your goal, depending mm-hmm. on what that might be. Maybe you want to be uh, better in a street fight. Maybe you want to compete. Maybe you just want to get in shape.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about all these martial arts is most of them will get you in good shape. It simply depends how much uh, time and energy you're willing to put into them right? I'd say most martial arts will get you into shape. Uh, if you want to be very aesthetic, uh, if you want big biceps, do boxing, uh, boxing, yeah. focus a lot on the, the upper body and the arms, right? You're not worried about legs as much and you want to look, you want us to look good. This is, this is all aesthetics right now. I'm talking purely aesthetics right now in terms of martial arts. If you want to get big biceps, you know, do boxing, right? And if you want to get strong legs, strong kicks, you do Taekwondo. You want to get those legs stronger. You want to get those legs uh, being able to move fast and improve flexibility. Uh, taekwondo as well for flexibility, Jiu-Jitsu, phenomenal for flexibility and core strength, right, if that's what you're looking for and you want to learn how to, you know, move around on the ground without with, with some confidence, Jiu-Jitsu is probably the one for you, regardless if it's with Gi or no Gi, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or traditional uh, it's very likely going to get you a very strong core and a strong neck. Wrestling yeah. will do the same. Neck, That's a big thing. You're going to strong core, a strong neck, uh, great cardiovascular activity. They all have good cardiovascular activity. So you don't have to worry about it. They're all uh, aerobic, right? They're all, again, it's how much you want to put into it. If you're going hard, you're going to sweat. You're going to breathe heavy. It's going to be fantastic for your uh, overall fitness, right? So no, don't worry about that. If you're worried about cardio, do whatever is enjoyable to you, right? Some will be more than others depending on the gym you go to. Some will be more focused on that stuff. Um,
0: that's that's one thing I noticed when I started. It was um, just a couple of months. I got way leaner than I'd ever been before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it happens this. fast,
1: right? It happens uh-huh. very
0: fast. And it's just almost surprising because I was eating more mm-hmm. than I had been before. Yeah, it felt good.
1: Yeah. It's almost like you're doing a full, it's essentially you're doing a for almost every martial art, you're doing a full body exercise. Yeah. Really for almost every single one. And, um, you know, there's, so there's really no wrong answer. If you're just trying to be like, I want to get, I want to give you more confident with my body and I want to get in good shape, do whatever martial art literally tickles your fancy and just experiment Mm -hmm. with them. Um, just that, that's simple. That's very simple advice. If you want, uh, if you want like a very sturdy body, if you want very sturdy, like uh, let's say you play sports like rugby uh, or hockey, you'd want to try. I guess we could say this is like I'm gonna. I might want to get into complementary martial arts for certain sports. So if you play any sport that has to do with tackling or or um, you know hitting people and lining people up and gauging where their hips are in order to hit them. Uh, which is like rugby and hockey and football are very similar in that aspect. Wrestling and judo will be your best, uh, will be your best friend, Uh, especially wrestling for rugby because the takedowns are literally very similar to a tackle. A lot of them. So that's going to really improve your rugby game and maybe even your football tackles with wrestling. Judo is phenomenal for, I think it's probably judo is probably better for hockey because in hockey, you are standing up against someone else and not like you're going to take them down, but, you can gauge people's center of gravity probably better with judo if you learn it. Uh, wrestling as well, but judo like is a lot more throwing and, and uh, grabbing and takedown right from from a standing position, let's say. Uh, wrestling has a lot more ground game involved, and so does jujitsu. And jujitsu has takedowns as well, don't mind you, but uh, they're all different in a sense. And I, I just believe wrestling is very sports because it's less... Creative and more pragmatic in terms of where the body is centered against the other person. So that's why I think it translates better to certain sports. But let's say you didn't really like wrestling, I'm sure jujitsu would be phenomenal in assisting you at your tackling or hitting sport. And like I said, boxing, boxing is great for your biceps, great for your arms. Right, if you want to punch really hard, do boxing. Uh, it's completely <clears throat> focused on the upper body and movement of your feet. And your head. boxing has a lot of yeah. foot and head movement that people don't realize exists in boxing. You're almost like dancing. Boxing is very similar to dancing, but instead of dancing, you're hitting, but the footwork is very similar to literal dancing. I'd say it's much more similar to dancing than other um, sports per se, because a lot of the kicking sports, uh, why they're not like dancing. One foot is always rooted in the ground. When, when you're yeah. actually competing. One foot is very likely always rooted in the ground. Very rarely will you jump and do a kick. That's more for style. That's more for show. Um, still effective. Can be still effective, mind you. But it's more for a, an aesthetic approach. Like you can knock someone out with your foot on the ground probably way easier than you can standing. right? Yeah, you
0: think about where the power comes from. It's transferred straight through the ground. So you want your foot connected to something mm. to actually... You push off the ground and into something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of, like, a lot of these martial arts are going to translate really well into, like, almost any sport you play. It's probably going to make you better at your sport, uh, regardless of whatever it is, because three things that every martial art does is one, improves your cardiovascular fitness. Um, Number two, it improves your hand eye coordination by far. And number three, it improves your confidence. Mm. Like, automatically, it improves your confidence, like, every time. Even if you're not that great at at a martial art, you know that you're now above average just by attempting to do it for a certain amount of time. You have a lot more confidence saying, Oh, I can like kind of, I should be able to kind of defend myself even like, even if I'm not a pro, like because I can now gauge distance maybe better than I could before. I can now uh, potentially do takedowns maybe that I never could do before. So confidence is like a number one thing that makes you good at whatever you're doing is being confident in how you do the thing. So any martial art will really Uh, assist with that so if you're not like if you're like i don't really care um you know about any other benefit then just do any martial art you can do anyone that you enjoy
0: one one Um, good way of picking is just maybe there's a boxing gym five minutes from your house mm -hmm. so since it's so close you'd be able to stay consistent with that you're not going to pick the the muay thai gym which is maybe 30 minutes away
1: unless you really like muay thai right
0: if you really loved it, then yeah, but if you're just an absolute beginner and you know you're going to be more consistent with the boxing, mm-hmm. I would say choose that because yeah, I agree. Consist-
1: consistency
0: on these things is what's going to make you really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Consistency, if you don't care about anything else, the two things you should have with any martial art is consistency and enjoyment, right? Because if you don't mm-hmm. enjoy it, you won't be consistent. Uh, and It's if really not consistent, uh, You won't enjoy the benefits.
0: I think it's really easy to get really into these things, though. Like, oh, like yeah. you said, you were doing th- three uh, sessions a day. Oh, uh, I would say I, I was remember. addicted.
1: I would honestly yeah. consider myself addicted. I would, I would. This is when I was in probably the best shape of my life. I don't think I'll ever be in this good shape ever again. But um, no, I don't say that. nah, no. dude, it was it was it was unsustainable. It was actually unsustainable. Okay. So uh, I would go. I would essentially go. So I, ha- I worked construction, but I wasn't really doing like a hard labor job. I was doing like supervision. So hmm. I did my littles like supervision, assistant supervision thing. And then I would go to the gym right after work. I would go to the gym because it was on the way home. And this is a separate gym, not, not the MMA gym. I'd go to the gym. Yeah, just like weights. Yeah, I would do my weighted – I would do my workout for the day, whatever it was. I adjusted it to the MMA schedule. So uh, let's say I was doing Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu that day. I would do like arms because I knew I wasn't using arms – Uh, Mm. As much as I was using legs, right? And then if I was boxing one day, I'd be like, okay, I'm doing like my leg day today because I'm boxing. And on days where I only had like two classes or maybe one like longer class, I would swim as well after my workout. So I was like – so I would do like an hour workout and then I would swim, go home, grab dinner, like a quick dinner. Always something quick and stupid. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat dinner because I was just like in a rush. Yeah, Grab a quick dinner. Then – go to my classes. Cause I, I have at least two per day. I had at least two. Um, and usually it would be boxing and then jujitsu or Muay Thai and then jujitsu. And sometimes it would be uh, boxing Muay Thai, then jujitsu, uh, depending how much time I had that day or like boxing and Muay Thai. Like I really just did just so much of it. And I was like addicted. I was totally addicted because I, I fell in love with it. Um, and I felt, I'll tell you what, i tell you, I think the most thing I felt in love, I fell in love with about it. I felt so powerful. Mm. I felt very uh, invincible, but I was humbled every single day. It was a very weird thing. I was almost like arrogant uh, about having done it. But every class I would go to, there's always someone better than you. Right? Yeah. Especially when you're a beginner. Always there's always someone better than you. Right. And, and, and eventually when you do it for someone, you're like, Oh, I'm the second best in the class, or maybe one day you go to class and like the person who's the best, isn't there. So like, Oh wow. I'm the best in the class today. And like, that feels great. Right. After hmm. so long, you've been doing it for like, obviously that's what it's going to feel like. And I was really gung ho on competing. It just wasn't in the cards for me. And I also realized like, okay, I'm not a stupid guy and I would like my head to remain intact yeah for the majority of my life uh and if i'm not gonna actually compete it's probably not worth it for me to even spar but mm. I, I still think you should spar uh even if you don't compete i still think you should do like try sparring just to see what it feels like even if you don't do it often even if you do it, like once a month once every other month you should definitely do it to gauge your level to gauge if you're actually learning and what you need to practice more um it's a good like baseline
0: yeah, in sparring. my class we did uh a few sparring sessions, just one rule, no headshots.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's pretty, uh, pretty, that's uh, good for your not getting a concussion, right?
1: Yeah, and, and you, you, need can to, do like... you need
0: to know what it's like to get hit in the head, but you can't repeatedly get hit in the head over and over. Yeah, and,
1: and, and a, good, a good rule so, uh... also is like only jabs, you can only do jabs in the head, right? Yeah. And that trains your jab because a jab is not so important in be... boxing. And it, and it won't take hurt a big as much. Heart, heart to the face. Yeah, if you take it like like you can knock someone out in sparring easily. Like mm-hmm. sparring. So so any non amateur will tell you sparring with a beginner is the worst thing ever because they will try to like they don't know their strength yet, so they will like accidentally knock someone out. Like they'll try to accidentally knock someone out. And imagine you're a beginner going against like an actual like good amateur fighter or like a novice fighter. Like that dude can kill you. Like, don't Mm -hmm. get cocky. Like that dude can mess you up, right? This is like gym etiquette. It's like if you're a beginner, you know, just just all you're doing, all a pro is doing with you is gauging distance, uh, gauging power, gauging your combos, right? Trying to help you learn how to dodge and you know use your use every part of what you've learned, right? If you're going hard, they will they will like they will mess you up without remorse too, because you're being an asshat, like you're being an idiot. So uh, if you're going to spar the first time you spar, just, just relax, just relax. You know, everyone's always tense the first time. Just loosen up a little bit, focus on what you learned and only practice what you learned. Don't try new crap. Get good (laughs) at the basics. The best advice for anyone that actually wants to be good at any of these uh, sports, any of these martial arts is focus on the basics In boxing. If you have a good jab, you can outlast almost any opponent because you can annoy the shit out of them with a jab. Uh, in Muay Thai, the teep or the front kick, like a front push yeah. kick, it's called a teep. Um, that is one of the most important things because it gauges your kicking distance. You can get make yourself some room with it. You can lead up to combos. You can fake one if you're really good and lead up to a combo, right? Like These little basics don't seem important, but the better you are at the little things, the better you will be at the more complicated things. That's just one little snippet of advice. And there's so much you will eventually learn in your gym and they'll have like etiquette. They'll teach you discipline. They'll teach respect. They'll teach responsibility. uh, If they're a good gym, if they're a bad gym, you'll probably know because they're like abusive and stupid and they spar too much. Um, Or they're just like, if they're not like a real gym, they're just very soft. They don't really do anything, but that's fine too. Mm. Like that's still better than nothing. Like you don't have to go to a competitive gym. I personally just prefer a competitive gym because there's a competitive environment, right? Um, and Fair you can also much, help yeah. others, like, train, which is really cool. Like, imagine you go to a gym, and the gym you train at, one of the guys becomes, like, a professional fighter. Be like, oh, wow, I actually, like, help this guy train once in a while. Like, that's really cool. It's mm. just cool, right? Won't likely happen, um, but <laughs> it can.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the I... most
1: fun times, man.
0: I would also say i felt addicted to it when i was going i i had about um i was doing five like weightlifting sessions a week mm-hmm. as well as five um either boxing or muay thai classes yeah plus plus um a double class on saturday of muay thai there and is. then mma right after it mm-hmm. and i was just like wrecked but and i was also going to college at the same time so it was just like fitting it all in the schedule like like you said they like could get home just like quickly eat a bunch of dinner and then just run out the door back to class again but yeah, yeah for that four month period probably the best shape of my life and yeah, so uh so good felt felt great all the time
1: yeah, that's the one of the other parts about it the energy and the confidence i think is oh un- yeah energy remote. level was your real yeah, it was
0: off the charts
1: just yeah, grill was off the charts, dude. Just going crazy with that Vril. I think Line. every
0: guy should have a like a phase where he's like a complete fanatic about fitness.
1: Yeah, at least like once you don't have in to do life. that
0: for a long. Yeah, just do it for a few months. Yeah, and at least like like just make that your whole personality for four or five months, and just see what happens.
1: Yeah, and even if you cut it down a bit, like
0: yeah, you can relax a,
1: afterwards figure out a way to make it sustainable. Like don't do it to the point where you hate it though. Like do what you actually enjoy No, and then stop. You probably you will only it.
0: be able to, if you love it.
1: I yeah. Think. I think so too.
0: So we can, yeah. Uh, what's the, what are the barriers to entry? So someone, um, the barriers beginner. to
1: entry would be if you're like severely overweight, but even then you can do it. Like the barriers to entry, honestly, like literally being being like physically disabled maybe yeah oh and money and money yeah, I, was like, gonna,
0: I was talking about time and money like what do you need time to, and money
1: uh, you need equipment. it's up to you it's up to you uh most martial arts do not need that much equipment especially if you're not competing uh, boxing muay thai you'll have gloves for sure muay thai you may need shin pads shin, shin guards yeah yeah shin pads uh taekwondo if you're competing you'll have uh like there's this whole gear that you get as well as karate. You basically get like a soft head gear because head shots are not that like not very likely to happen except in the higher levels. Um, but taekwondo, you'll have like shin pads as well. Sometimes you'll have forearm pads, uh, hand pad, like hand pads. They're not really gloves, but they're like kind of like gloved hand pads. Um, so that can get quite expensive. Uh, you'll also have like a chest thing, a chest piece. Same with karate that like people can hit freely. Um, you know, Muay Thai. Uh, this is the thing though, at the competitive gyms, are a little bit more hardcore. Like, you may not be using headgear. Uh, you always use a mouth guard. I think in almost every single one, you use a mouth guard because it's just, you know, you, you, if you have braces, you paid a lot for those teeth. Like, you're going to want to keep them kind of nice. So, yeah, mouth guards mouth guard. prevent
0: concussions and stuff
1: dude. Yeah. Always wear a mouth guard. That's like number one. So, uh, that's a, around 40 bucks for a, mel- a good, a decent mouth guard. Um, You may need a a jock, like a, like a jock strap and with a cup, which depending on the one you get, maybe, uh, quite expensive. I remember because I wanted to compete, I got like a really good one and it was around a hundred bucks. But again, you're protecting the arguably one of the most important parts (laughs) of your body. So I'm not afraid to spend a hundred bucks on it. Right. And it it lasts a long time, right? It's not going to break on you. Like even if it rips, you can buy the, like the, the strap separately, but the cup is very important. The shape of the cup, right? It's uh, very important. So don't don't cheap out on your balls. It's that simple. <laughs> never cheap out on your balls. Uh, and oh, never cheap out, so gear, cheap out on your head. So your headgear, don't uh, cheap out on your headgear. Don't cheap out on your mouth guard. And don't cheap out on your um, testicular technique equipment. So <laughs> yeah, that's definitely stuff you don't want to mess around with, right? Those three very vital parts of your body um and and for bjj you won't really need equipment most of it's no gi for jujitsu you may need a gi which can it can actually be pretty expensive but again they last quite a while and uh you can get them for a decent price um make sure to wash your gi though if you do bjj and no one else smells you're the one who probably smells so wash (laughs) your gi uh, hygiene's a big deal, right? And, and gyms will, yeah, you're you you rolling around.
0: Yeah. You're rolling around with somebody. You don't want to be,
1: yeah. Don't be stinky. Cut like your after, nails. Yeah. Cut your nails. Like after those workouts at the gym, I would shower obviously. And then I would do jujitsu and shower again. And I would wash my gi at least once a week in cold water. Um, I had a cool blue one. So that was fun. Um, mm. but you know, don't, uh, you know, don't be smelly at the gym. That's just gross. We talked about, we had like a whole episode on scent. Remember our hygiene episode? Basically half of it was on not smelling bad because it's so important to just not smell bad. That's like True. the barrier to entry of anything is like, oh, you want to get a job? Don't smell bad. Oh, you want to get a girlfriend? Don't smell bad. Oh, you want to you wanna go to university and make friends? Don't smell bad. Oh, you want to have fun in jujitsu class? Do not smell bad. If there's one thing I can tell you, and like, do not smell that. It's like yeah. simple, such a simple rule. Go watch. It's such a uh, big deal.
0: Go watch Jeremy Fragrance and learn something about Jeremy Fragrance. Scent. I like uh,
1: I like Derek More Plates More Dates uh, His Dracar Noir, his Dracar Noir uh, pickup <laughs> videos were were some of my favorites of all time. Uh, we should link them. All right. Then. Yeah, we'll test like when he tested out cologne on girls. Uh, maybe we, eventually, we will talk about PUA, but I, uh, let's not get too off track here. I think I mean, next month. now that we talked about determining your goals. Uh, oh, man, we didn't even talk about determining your goals. Basically, if you want to get better at self-defense, you should do something that's more practical, like uh, wrestling, judo. Uh, Krav Maga, actually, can be quite effective at self-defense because you basically are just like messing people up. They're like trying mm-hmm. to hurt people, um, Muay Thai is actually good for self defense. I'd say because you're you're dealing with long distance striking, right? So you don't let anyone get close to you. You know, Chael. I don't know if you know that Chael sunning clip. He's like, I can't let you get close like that. Like that's <laughs> like that's your Muay Thai. It's like I can't let you get close, right? You're using those tips. Yeah. You're using those long uh, jabs. That's gonna help a lot with self defense. And then on the ground, your... uh, obviously wrestling or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because wrestling can be a bit more aggressive so mm-hmm. it might be more effective in a street fight i'm not 100 percent sure these are street fights right
0: yeah if you, well you just think about what would happen in a street fight if you're facing multiple assailants and you have <clears throat> you want to be able to hit more than one person at a time so things like boxing muay thai mm-hmm. keep them up keep them back um because if you get taken to the ground by one guy there's no guarantee the other guy is going to be honorable. No, they will definitely not, not jump in JQ, on you.
1: Right? And we'll talk about when when not to fight. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. But I want to stay focused on goals. Um, if you want to compete, I would recommend doing uh, boxing or Muay Thai or BJJ or wrestling. Those are most likely the easiest things to compete in. Uh, judo as well. Yeah, most popular. Taekwondo, karate, very popular, easy to do. Uh, sambo is not that popular. You're probably not going to do too much sambo uh, in North America they probably have it but what it's is, probably not what very even common. Is sambo so sambo is a russian style of wrestling it's actually i believe it's what Khabib Nur, uh, nurmagamedov does he does sambo and i think he is a world champion sambo um not only a UF professional and world champion ufc fighter but a professional sambo like expert uh mm. and i think there's another guy who hails from dagestan where Khabib is from, who also is like a pro Sambo fighter. I forget his last name, but, um, yeah, he's also a Sambo fighter and that's like a very Russian style of martial art, but it's not as common in North America. Right. So you're going to no, probably focus yeah, on, really like, yeah, you're probably going to focus more on like, you know, the classics, uh, boxing, Muay Thai, uh, BJJ for like MMA. Those are like the classics. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, getting good at kicking, taekwondo. Uh, if you want to get good at like stuff all around, I think kyokushin karate is pretty good for that, for like self defense and just like all around um, types of uh, all around types of uh, techniques. Kyokushin's good. If you want to get good at punching, boxing, obviously. If you want to get good at uh, kicking and punching and using your elbows and knees, uh, muay thai, or or Dutch kickboxing, which is basically a variation of muay thai. And they're, I believe they're very similar, but they obviously have slightly different styles. Where Muay Thai, I think it depends on where you go, but sometimes they have it more rooted in the you have their front foot more rooted uh, in kick in Dutch kickboxing. I think there's more of an emphasis on like the speed and the head kicking than like um, elbows and knees. And uh, there's mm-hmm. no I don't know if there's clinching in Dutch kickboxing, and clinching basically means when the two people Are standing up and lock. They lock their arms behind each other's head, and you can kind of do some elbows in there. You can do some knees in there, and do some takedowns from that position. And that's a very big part of Muay Thai. Um, Yeah, I remember doing that class as
0: well.
1: Yeah, clinching is a very big deal. It's good for arm strength as well as grip strength and and neck strength. It's really good for neck strength, and it's easily translatable to like jujitsu. But, I don't, I don't we think should talk about idea.
0: what you should do um, in the gym, lifting wise, to complement martial arts.
1: And, yeah, so I probably tra- recommend... neck training
0: is one one huge one because the stronger neck is going to make you.
1: Yeah, deadlifts would do that out. for you. Shrugs would do that for you. Um, you know, literal, specific
0: like, neck neck training like
1: put on a your neck, on
0: your, your head, and.
1: Yeah, you gotta be careful of with those harness training, things. You gotta be careful with neck training because chances are, one, you do a lot of it in the martial arts class already, and and hopefully, if they're like good, they're good trainers. They have neck warm up and exercises for you that you don't mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily have to like lift in order to do them. Um, there may be specific movements that they'll tell you to do, and you know the big three: squat, bench, uh, deadlift. Those compound movements, if you do them uh, focusing on speed. Rather than focusing on the amount of weight you have on the bar, um, those will be effective in uh, assisting, like whatever whatever uh, martial art you're doing. Very likely, you know, push ups, pull ups, calisthenic movements are amazing for martial arts because they're almost directly translatable. Right, uh, that high volume movement mm-hmm. um, that's very translatable to martial arts uh, in terms of calisthenics, right?
0: You want to focus and, on explosiveness.
1: Yeah, explosive. Yeah, exactly. You're focusing on explosiveness and dynamic movements. You're not focusing on like uh, aesthetics uh, and and specific punches like, and bicep punches and curls. kicks.
0: Your power comes from the speed of it, not necessarily yeah. the the strength behind it. That's why uh, getting a, a bigger bench press doesn't necessarily make you a better puncher.
1: No, because you may um, bench press very slow, right? And that's not good. Yeah, are sort of grinding it out that rep Mm -hmm. in a matter
0: of seconds whereas a punch is almost instant just comes forward and then back so you want to um it's you're working different nerves right Mm -hmm. different types of muscle tissue yeah exactly so you should something to consider
1: yeah and then i think one martial art that you probably should not do and i do not recommend to anyone except if you're like actually probably insane is left way because left way is like insane. You use no equipment. You can do elbows, knees, kicks, head butts, uh, shots of the groin. Um, it's crazy. It is crazy. Do not do it. I don't recommend it unless you're insane. Then <laughs> go right ahead. Uh, I do not recommend doing left way at all. Definitely it's not like, as a beginner. Yeah, definitely <sighs> not as a beginner. You will like probably die. Uh, like it's like muay thai, it's like muay thai on like steroids. So, don't yeah, don't do left way. It's just crazy. Um, but other than that, like you know, you and and don't be afraid to try a lot of different types of these martial arts. Like if you live in a decent sized city, chances are you'll find almost all of these martial arts that I mentioned um, at your local gym. Uh, we'll list them off in the notes and you know I'll also get into like which one each one is probably the best for um but you know these are basically like the ones that are actually effective the ones that are most effective for like like UFC fighting and MMA we're talking the most commonly used ones uh actually i think 40% or 30% of the champions right now are are like top tier wrestlers and then the next after that is brazilian jiu-jitsu and i think that's like another like similar 30 percent of the champions have brazilian jiu-jitsu as like one of their uh martial arts that they are like pros at so yeah. those two if you want to become a real mma fighter chances are one of those two will get you to that position as a base right B- a BJJ or wrestling. And then for a striking position, I believe Muay Thai is the most popular striking one. Boxing is the next most popular. Uh, Dutch, Dutch kickboxing as well. Very functional in an actual like UFC fight. An MMA fight. Let's say, I don't say UFC. It's a specific organization. But an MMA fight, an MMA competition. Uh, uh-huh. Dutch kickboxing is very popular. And... You know judo very useful but probably not one you may focus on you might have aspects of judo in other parts of your training but chances are it's not one of the ones you're going to be a pro in uh, in order to fight not that you can't do it but it's just not one of the more statistically used ones taekwondo phenomenal if you're not that good at kicking you should practice taekwondo to get better at kicking um, karate can actually be effective as well there's some unorthodox fighters who used karate as one of their main martial arts. Um, Steven Wonderboy Thompson, who has a very wide karate-like stance, he tends to use that, and he's a very good fighter. So, you know, all these are useful, but, like, statistically, you're going to use BJJ or wrestling as your ground game, and then boxing and, or, and, and, and probably Muay Thai, or boxing and Taekwondo to deal kicks and you know, other things that striking, basically striking patterns. So those are really the main focused ones in actual mixed martial arts. Sambo as well can be a replacement. If you're Russian, you know, and you know (laughs) someone who teaches Sambo, do Sambo because it may give you advantage against people who do wrestling because they may not know how to deal with your um, like takedowns because I think they're a little bit more unorthodox. We actually had one download from Russia. (laughs) I yeah, something. so who knows? Our our Russian listener, our one Russian listener, do sambo, dude. You, it's your country's uh, your country's martial art. I believe it started around the 1920s. You know, try it out, dude. It's pretty. Let's it's pretty it. new in terms of like the in terms of martial arts. It's new, relatively new. So don't be afraid to try it out. And it's clearly working for your people. Clearly working for those Dagestanis. So try it out, dude. Nice.
0: Uh, One thing I was interested uh, that you mentioned before, I think you should uh, explain it to our lovely audience, about uh, you saying you're saying what if you had a kid who you were putting through um, martial arts education, Mm -hmm. how would you – you said you would start them off in like judo and then graduate them up to different things. You want to explain that?
1: Yeah, so I'd probably start them off in something that deals with takedowns and ground game. Because one, it gets them used to their own body. Two, they get used to their own strength. Three, it'll increase their hand-eye coordination. Four, it's natural for kids to just mm. be on the ground wrestling, right? And then five, how it's old, easy to learn. How old you
0: start off, a kid?
1: Four, four years old. Four. In jujitsu, I forgot to wrestling. mention, but I
0: did. Uh, I did taekwondo when I was like four and five.
1: Yeah, really and that's that, not though. a bad age to do taekwondo. There's not many head strikes in taekwondo. And kicking is a very useful skill, right? So I'd probably put them in BJJ to start. Um, and then I'd put them in some striking uh, some striking classes. So I might even put them in karate, like Kyokushin karate, because it's like all around. I might put them in like Muay Thai as a kid, just so they get used to striking. And then they said, they'll likely, at that point, they'll probably be around 10 or 11. They'll say, okay, I want to try boxing, or I want to try something different, right? But by giving them BJJ or wrestling, as a, as a ground base and then giving Mm -hmm. them Muay Thai or Kyokushin karate, which is like all around striking. You've now set them up for their body to actually be built differently than a kid who did not do striking and did not do wrestling when they were younger. Built different. Their body actually adjusts. And you can tell based on the way someone lats are developed and the way someone actually strikes if they've been doing striking since they were a kid Hmm. they're literally built differently it seems much more natural and their arm extension is completely different than someone who hasn't done it before
0: so definitely put Uh, them in early uh bone density come into effect too like
1: i'm not 100% sure about bone density i don't have studies on on
0: that Hmm. interesting
1: but I'm sure I'm sure it would have an impact on one development of the bones, right? Not like they're striking hard, right? Like I say, put your kids in MMA. I don't mean like make them punch each other in the head and compete. I mean, <laughs> make them practice the moves, make them strike on a bag, right Make them feel what it's like to get uh, get hurt on their hands and get hurt on their shins, right? Not yeah. to the point where they're crying, Don't abuse them. If they don't like it, take them out of it because they will hate it eventually. Right. Yeah, you do not do put that. them in something they do not enjoy. And you also do not enjoy them doing right. That's a big deal. If, if, because chances are they can dislike you for saying, Oh, I don't want you doing this specific sport, but it won't really, it's not going to kill your relationship in the long run, unless you say no to everything. Like, let's say you're like, Oh, like son, I know you love football, but I don't want you playing football because I know mm-hmm. it's dangerous. I know it's not good for you. Like I would not let my kid play football. Um, past the age of, like, 13, because that's when they start hitting, I think. Like, I would not play, let them play football anymore. I would say, hey, why don't you try rugby? Why don't you try mm-hmm. – uh, hockey's a little a little sketchy, to be honest. Like, I think they get worse – I think they get worse head injuries than rugby. I think rugby's one of the best for, like, not getting concussions because yeah, they tackle properly a lot, of, a lot of the time. A lot of places
0: but, switch to rugby versus football.
1: Yeah, and it's a good thing, I, I think. Or, for that reason. I wish they started doing classic American football where they didn't have like all these paddings and it would be a, a very different game, right? It would be much more similar mm. to rugby in terms of hitting. But uh, whatever, it is what it is. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll start a, a classic American football league where there's no um, no helmets and no shoulder pads so that you can't tackle the same. Yeah, but, um, interesting. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's what I would do for my kids. Um, and maybe even put them in uh, gymnastics or dance as well. If you, had the money, if you had the money to do it, yeah, flexibility one, and footwork two. Mm. Especially for uh dance. Like I know it seems a little fruity, whatever. Put your boy <laughs> in ballet. He's a, he, they're like five or six. they don't know the difference, man. And it'll <laughs> trust me, it'll help with their coordination and their movements. So, you know, don't be afraid. And and also when they're older, right? If they're like 18, they understand, like, okay, it's it's gonna help me fight. I don't care if I do dance for a little while. There's actually one. Uh, there's one fighter built who, character. Yeah. it's was both character. There's one fighter who, when he was very young, his dad actually put him in uh, Ukrainian dancing mm. and he took him out of boxing completely for like three years, two or three years, put him in Ukrainian dancing and he like learned footwork like better than every other boxer. So, yeah, you know, there's things that translate to martial arts, uh, for children. I forget who it was. It might've been triple G, uh, who's like a Russian russian fighter i don't know how to pronounce his name that's why they call him triple g trust me um but you know don't be afraid to do other things like if you're already a fighter right now and what i'm saying to you you already know don't be afraid to try other things that may benefit your fighting like if you do muay thai try swimming because swimming you do a lot of long arm extensions you do a lot of kicking like small kicks uh, with your like with your flutter kick um, and moving and that's going to help you develop your lats and your movement right it's going to help you develop your biceps and your legs and your hip flexors right your hip flexors are going to get stronger so don't be afraid to do those full body workouts are really going to improve your overall martial arts game and their low impact on the body right like all these fighters do like um they all do running they all do uh you know which which can actually impact your joints especially if you're a heavyweight like do swimming instead. Yeah. Do like the echo bikes instead, right? Those like um, like the assault bike. sorry. Do a assault bike instead, right? Because that's going to work, that full body cardio. And I think a, a lot of fighters already do that stuff. But like especially if you're heavier and you're just starting out, like do not do running. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to kill your knees. Start walking and jogging and walking up hills, um, but mm. do not run do not run unless you're under like a certain weight for your height. It's probably not going to be, it's probably not going to turn out good for you uh, overall, but definitely do cardio. Unless you're like top in in the world, I would say
0: don't destroy your body for any sport. In other ways, yeah. Competitively, yeah. Just try to go for longevity. Be -hmm. healthy as long as you can.
1: Yeah, and if you get injuries at the gym, you know, don't be afraid to take classes off and take a week or two off. Yeah. you know it's not the end of the world don't end your career uh when you can just take a month off right it's just simple nice. like simple little things that our pride and ego can get in the way of but but again doing these classes or uh doing these uh all, any of these martial arts will likely humble you it's likely going to teach you more about discipline it's going to teach you more about like how skilled other people are how much more disciplined other people are compared to you it's going to mm. teach you a lot it's going to humble you which would really help me out um and give me more confidence as well. Right. It's a very, very useful thing, man. I think uh, every kid should learn some form of martial arts. Right. And you know, you don't even have to put your kid in like the specific ones I said, like put them in anything, man. It's going to help them. Yeah. I think it's going to help even them, let the them pick. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Even let them pick man. It's cause they can always change into something. Um, right. Like they have to enjoy it and you have to enjoy them doing it uh, for it mm-hmm. to be fruitful, a fruitful activity for everyone involved. Right and obviously doesn't one uh, thing, uh, beat the bank.
0: A lot of a lot of dudes ask me is uh, like where can I meet other men that are also like like minded? And one place I usually suggest is martial arts gyms. Oh yeah, always a, a, every similar. guy in there is yeah, they're similar, they're focused, they're disciplined. They might not be politically exactly the same, but you know, like there's a certain type of person Mm Who gets really into fitness and really into martial arts? And if you're also, you know, you you roll with that crowd, uh, you can meet some really good friends. Yeah, for sure. In these places. One thing definitely you should keep in mind.
1: Yeah, it's a great place to meet friends, meet uh, guys, probably around your age too, because there's usually guys of all ages. There's guys of all ages at these gyms usually uh in their 20s and their 30s and their teens right like they all want the same thing they want to get stronger usually they want to have a good time and they want to you know learn how to fight right that's like the three basic tenets of like why would you go to a mixed martial art gym it's like i want to get in shape i want to learn how to fight and i want to uh i want to um what was the other way to to hang out with the boys hang out with the boys yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to be surrounded by people doing the same thing, right? It's like. Yeah, that's, that's very
0: important. This. It's important to have a tribe, an yes, honor yeah. group. We could do. It. We yeah, exactly. a whole episode on that at some point.
1: Well. We could, yeah, we could definitely. So, I think some other questions we may want to get into is obviously, we talked about the type of gains people get. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about what you're like determining what your goals are. Determining what you wanted to achieve. Um, Maybe let's talk about what it means to be the most dangerous man in the room. That's obviously a very niche concept, right? Because most people who are listening to this um, will not be the most dangerous man in the room all the time.
0: I'm the most dangerous man in my room right
1: now. Yeah, you're the only man in your room right now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, me too, actually. Um, So... How does one, how does a gentleman become the most dangerous man in the room, or at least one of the most dangerous men in the room? And I think it really is those things that we talked about earlier: consistency and discipline. Mm-hmm. That's how you become the most dangerous man in the room. That's how you become the most reliable man in the room as well. Like these are transferable traits. You show up to class, you show up on time, you show respect for your master, right? For whoever's teaching you. You show respect for your teacher. Um, You know, you listen intently. You try your hardest every time. Uh, You get better faster. You will get better faster, right? When people (laughs) like you, they're willing to help you out more than when they dislike you, right? So, you know, be that likable guy. Be that reliable guy in the gym. Be that consistent guy. Be the disciplined guy. Be the guy that cleans up a little extra even though he doesn't need to. Like, Be that guy. Everyone likes that guy. Uh, Even if you're shy or or if you talk too much like I do, you know, everyone likes that guy. Everyone likes that reliable, disciplined, consistent, you know, willing to do more than he needs to guy. Like I used to stay after class. I used to clean up a little bit and I used to do flexibility training and a couple of people would do it with me. Sometimes I would do it alone, but like I wanted to get more flexible. So I would do it every after every class pretty much. Yeah. The instructors, they, they all, they
0: notice that stuff. They do, I know they don't like that. The, the instructor said to me after about a month and a bit, he's like, yeah, we really noticed that you're you, you've not even missed a class every evening. I'm like, yeah, I know. I really like it. Mm-hmm. And um, he would come over and give me like extra pointers. I felt they started to spend more time with me. Yeah. Um, so that right there is worth it to be that consistent guy. Like they know you're dedicated they're going to spend that extra time on you and then no, you get more what, value out of it.
1: That's what these coaches are looking for. They're like, Oh, this kid loves the sport. He's invested in it. How can I put my time into him? Right. How can I make him the best he can be at this sport? Even if it, mm. you know, it doesn't last forever and coaches know like students kind of come and go, but um, you know, if they stay, that's, that's when you know, greatness kind of happens. So, you know, don't, don't count anyone out really. Like coaches do not discriminate. They're like, if you come in and you're the worst guy in the gym, when you start, it does not matter because they know no. if you come consistently and you get better and you get better and you actively improve. They're going to keep wanting you at the gym. They're going to keep you around. Right. Cause it's, that shows like you're willing to put in the work. If you actually start out bad and you're staying, that shows like you care, man. Yeah. You care more than the average person for sure.
0: Yeah. People appreciate, uh, natural talent but they also really appreciate just hard work even they without appreciate talent. hard
1: work more they appreciate yeah. hard work more hard work with talent bro you're 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 a champion yeah you're
0: right? a, you're a pro at that point but if you're like, like, like me if... where you don't have talent but you still are showing up every day then yeah. they're gonna like hey man here's a couple extra pointers and it's gonna help you out more
1: it pays off man hard work pays off
0: Uh, so should we get into um, for the last part here? When should you actually fight? So we're talking about like a real world scenario. Mm-hmm. You're on the street.
1: Um, you're at a bar. You're at a club. Ne- yeah, um,
0: nefarious
1: yeah. characters all you're around. On a subway station. Uh, you're you're walking down an alley. You know. So when should you actually fight? The best answer I can give you is never. The whole point of learning how to fight is in the case if it does occur, you can actually defend yourself and whoever's with you. But mm-hmm. the smartest man is the one who doesn't even need to fight. He avoids unnecessary, unnecessary, listen to these words, unnecessary confrontation. Someone bumps into me at the bar <laughs> or I bump into someone. Hey, I'm sorry about that. Yo, what the hell, bro? What well, the fuck <laughs> would you bump me like that, bro?
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, hey, I'm sorry about that. Can I get you a drink? Did I spill your drink? Can I get you a new one? You know. And he goes, Nah, bro. Let's take it outside. Like, yeah, I'd rather not. I'm gonna walk away and just don't, don't, mm-hmm. t- don't turn around. Number one, don't turn around. Never turn your back to a, a potential opponent. Number one. Number two, if you walk away, just back away, watching the other person. Yeah. Right. That's a good scenario. If their friends are ganging up on you, like, take the L. Spend like 40 bucks, buy everyone a drink. Trust me, it's more worth it than having a broken nose or a cracked jaw, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't care how strong you are. If three guys or four guys jump you, they're going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, it's not a movie. (laughs) Do (laughs) not take it outside, right? Do not, uh, you know, be an idiot. And if you're going to go tell the bouncer, make sure they don't see you telling the bouncer because then they'll wait for you outside afterwards. So, Mm -hmm. you know, be smart avoid avoid unnecessary confrontation right avoid these things right if you see big guys if you see belligerent people belligerent drunk people because usually it's it's chances are when you're avoiding confrontation you're avoiding drunk confrontation usually a sober person is not going to try to beat you up it's not going to try to mess with you unless you're in a stupid spot like if you're walking down a dark alley at night like don't be walking down dark alleys at night you're not Batman. Uh, like, what are you doing? <laughs> don't be stupid. Just don't be stupid. It's unnecessary, right? Don't be a dark uh, party. One scenario: the guy to get mugged. Uh, like, that's silly.
0: One scenario that usually happens is there's a uh, a female involved. Usually, you'll just be minding your own business, or maybe like staring off blankly, and then some guys like, "Hey, you were staring at my girlfriend." That's uh Usually, thing or maybe she incites it. If if your girlfriend is like, you know, wanting you to go fight for her, like she's like talking shit and then expecting you to go deal with it. She's maybe dumb. it's time to get a, yeah, get yeah, a new girlfriend. Obviously, defend defend your your girlfriend if like someone's if actually be, harassing her. But if she's starting shit, like yeah. why are you just walk away? Your time? Honestly,
1: just walk away. Yeah, like, sh- if she's starting shit unnecessarily like just walk away and mm-hmm. a lot of guys like if their girlfriends are stupid chances are they're pretty reasonable some of them um you know i met some guys who are like their girlfriend are like stupid belligerent drunks they talk a lot of shit they go yeah. yo i'm sorry about that she's just being silly um mm-hmm. you know kind of give them like a look and be like gauge the situation like how's the guy reacting to what her girlfriend's saying and vice versa like you know how are you reacting to what uh, their their girlfriend is saying, maybe, and just be like the best. The best reaction is like a non reaction, like you, you're you're like you're almost ignoring something. Um,
0: yeah. One thing you can say if if some guy's like, "Hey, I saw you staring at my girlfriend." Don't say, "No, no I wasn't," because then you're calling him a liar.
1: Just, just, no, say, don't say, it. Yeah, just say, "Yeah, yeah."
0: Uh, she looks like a friend of mine from high school. It, is her name? Oh, that's Susan a good or one. Something. That's
1: a good one. That's actually a good. And one. then
0: the guy's like oh okay unless her name now, actually even is Susan.
1: even yeah. then though it's like not the best necessarily but like you know it may diffuse the situation a good one is like um i'm blind <laughs> no, I'm <kidding. laughs> don't say you're blind um it's very weird it's a weird scenario kind of weird to get out of like don't put yourself into it right try not to like if you know a girl's with a dude don't try to stare at her um, even if you're bigger than him, even no, if you know, usually it's not hard, your fault like,
0: either. It's like the guy's yeah. trying to start something. So
1: personally, that's never happened to me. Uh, but I'm a bit no, of a bigger either. guy, a burlier guy anyways. So like people don't like they, they pick on guys smaller than them. No one picks on someone bigger than them. It's silly. So like, I guess the, like one big, uh, one, another big piece of advice is just like be big, just be large. Cause people don't mess have a hard with time. You you're with just that. large, like be tall. Like, you can just <laughs> be tall. You know, people don't mess with you if you're just tall. You know, try to yeah, get I sk- taller. I skipped
0: height day though. That's my
1: problem. <laughs> Yo, this dude's skipping bone lengthening day. You know, get those bones lengthened. You know, a couple millimeters will really do you some good. Not kidding. Never do that. That's such a cope. That's a huge cope. Do not lengthen your bones. That's actually silly and, as Yeah, well. there's
0: like a that's a point where it could break now, like God, don't do
1: it. It's just silly. I've never just never silly. considered it. Not worth it. Just get jacked. If you're short, you have better muscle insurance, just get jacked, right?
0: Um, and be be charismatic too, like Napoleon.
1: Yeah, and just be yeah. chill though. Like you don't have to be like hyper short guy. Like be chill, short guy. <laughs> Be like, I don't care, I'm short.
0: Yeah, that's care. that's me. I don't care. That's you don't even think about it. You don't it's... even address it. No. I don't. And I think that's it's the not best, you, but best like they're
1: address it if you're if you're short, right? Like just be like whatever. I'm short. Cares. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't fight. Avoid unnecessary confrontation. You know, if you're at the bar with a group of friends, you know, if they're getting into a fight, like yo, let's just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not worth it. It's better to drag your friend out of the bar than get into a massive fight. Um, you know, it just it's so unnecessary. And and also like, yeah. if you know your friends fight at bars don't go to bars with them. Yeah. Unless that's what you want uh, out of your life, that's fine. Like that's chill. Could be fun, could get stabbed. It's like it's like it's really up and yeah, down. Yeah, that's like what's the the so, like the, the probability
0: that the guy you you've started a fight with might just be carrying a knife and then you're dead.
1: Yeah, especially right? in a big really city. Really worth it? Yeah. yeah, it's not worth it. You know, buy someone a drink, take the hit on 20 bucks, take the hit on 40 bucks. You're already at the club. It's not the end of the world you already at the bar. It's not the end of the world. A little bit of money, you know, avoid avoid unnecessary situations. You also look like a baller because yeah. um, you're like, nah. No. And if they say, oh, you think I can't afford it, you. If they say, oh, I think you you think I can't afford a drink? You say, no, absolutely not. You want to buy me one too? And then they'll say, nah. I'd be like, okay, then let me buy you one. No homo. Say no homo, <laughs> of course. Um, but – you know, it's, it's really, it's not complicated to avoid these situations. Just if you see something that doesn't look good for you, just avoid it. Uh, it's like, you could be the best fighter in the world. Like I said, I think one guy, he literally got knocked out at a bar. He was like one of the best fighters. He used to be one of the best fighters in the world. He just got knocked out of a, at a bar by some drunk dude. Like, mm-hmm. And his head hit concrete. And it's like, was it worth it? Like, no. do you want your head to smoke concrete? Like, I don't think so, dude.
0: Just yeah, especially if you're supposed to be training and uh, staying in shape, if you really wanna. You're you're injured. <laughs> you're screwed up for possibly life. If you're. Yeah. You have to smash your head on the ground. That's no, no fun.
1: Essentially, just don't be silly. If you have a fighting ability, that's cool, man. But just don't be silly. No need to be. Like you're, you're already macho, right? Be the most dangerous man in the room. Be the one who knows if he needed to fight, he could handle any situation, and then specifically avoid it so you know you don't need to fight,
0: mm-hmm. right? The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. If you can, if you can uh, remove yourself and remove other people, you know, from a hostile situation without really doing anything, trust me, that's a big W. Might seem boring. It's that um, not really boring, but that Chinese uh, general,
0: and he he was like known as like the very best general. And they, um, I think he was a mercenary, but I might not be telling it properly. But basically, he was, yeah, he had no army. He had like sixty soldiers in the city, and there was an army of ten thousand marching in the city. Uh, but what he did was he just left the gate open.
1: Oh yeah, he Sat I on this... on top yeah, of the yeah,
0: yeah. gate, and then they. They didn't know what he it was, was doing. Flute. They thought he, was playing the flute. Yeah, with a, he was playing a flute and like they thought he was he had some trick planned or a trap or there. something.
1: Yeah, so they but just he was left. So
0: calm. Yeah, he was just left. confident. He literally left. <laughs> so yeah, he didn't have to fight. He just here's the gate. It's open. I'm just gonna play my flute. And <laughs> you guys, uh, you do what you do.
1: Go ahead, surrender. Go ahead but that's like you can get creative you can yeah. do uh get creative be like you should be like if someone's trying to fight you be like you know don't threaten them don't do anything like that don't say do you want me to call someone right now um because you don't know who you're dealing with so the best thing is to avoid the situation mm. always 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 avoid walking down dark alleys avoid going out like at 2 a.m in sketchy neighborhoods like just don't be stupid
0: like, yeah, half the battle honest.
1: of, like, natural selection is, like, literally just making not like, just genuinely stupid decisions, um, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's not complicated. Just be smart, you know? And, and when you're fighting, you'll know, like, you know, even if you fight, you're going to get hurt. Even if you win a fight that you're in, you're going to get hurt. So you want to avoid that at all costs. It's not worth mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, it's right. not necessarily it's, – it's never really a good day if you had to actually fight somebody.
1: No. Unless it was good. a
0: competition. But, yeah,
1: talking yeah. about street fights, it's not a good day. It's not a good day, man. It's stupid. Stupid as hell. You're not Kimbo Slice. You're not getting out of your car, asking people to fight you, and then knocking <laughs> them out. You're not that dude. That dude is a beast. It was a beast, Rip. Um, But you're not that dude. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that yeah. guy. You so. are not that guy. Don't act Are like that it. guy? I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Trust no, me. No, me. I'm too. not that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I don't need to be that guy because I'm smart. See? No. True. And that's why I am that guy. It goes full circle. That's how you be that guy, pal. Because by being not that guy, knowing you're not that guy, you can be that guy. And with that. That's, that's the best advice we given. Yeah, that's a good place <laughs> to end it. That's the best it. advice we given.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And with that That and smell good, smell good
1: (laughs) and be that guy,
0: be that guy that smells good. Okay. (laughs) Yes, sir. I love the name of honor more than I fear death. Julius Caesar.